Hey everyone, just a little note here before we start the show. We just wanted to say if you're enjoying the show, we'd really appreciate if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, as evidenced by our chat this week on A24 trailers, reviews are very important. Uh, so if you are enjoying the show, please leave us a review. Cue intro. Hello and welcome to The Cutdown, a podcast all about the art of trader editing. This is episode 23. My name is Rick Thomas. And I'm Derek Liu. And today we're going to talk about the traders of a specific studio. We're going to talk about traders from A24, the indie distribution studio that has a definite style to the films and traders they make. And we're going to start with a discussion of The Green Knight, which is the most recent A24 trailer that came out. And Derek, you chose this uh, as a topic to talk about. So what interested you about A24 traders in particular? Yeah, they come out with a lot of very interesting movies. And I've seen frequently on YouTube comments, people just calling out like, oh, it's another A24 trailer. Like this, this feels like an A24 trailer. And I just sort of wanted to interrogate that idea of like a trailer that is tied to the people, like the, the people behind uh, these films, because they work with all sorts of trailer houses on their movies. So what is it that people are calling out when they're saying, oh, it's another A24 trailer? Um, so when I thought of this topic idea and I, I suggested it to you, what did you think right away? Did you did you have any sort of thoughts about like, hmm, A24 trailers? Yeah, I agree with you. They definitely have that shared aesthetic. And I think it's an aesthetic that they have as a production house in terms of the movies they're making. But what's interesting is they are then doing similar things in their trailers as well. And you can kind of see that in the trailer for The Green Knight. Um, what did you make of um, that one? Yeah, so... The Green Knight trailer has a lot of things that I feel are very unconventional as far as modern trailers go. I think that, you know, especially now with the internet and people sort of deconstructing what goes into a trailer, this feels like it's a reaction to that somewhat because it's doing a lot of things that just are not the things that people know about, like, you know, bass drops necessarily and cut to black and this sort of thing. Um, this trailer is interesting. Well, it's a teaser trailer. The, the first thing it starts off with is this long shot of uh, Dev Patel, and there's this like calligraphic, uh, calligraphy typeface, um, and it says, like, in a time when honor was everything. And just, just the sort of text just doesn't really show up in trailers, like, overlaid the images, I feel like. Usually, maybe it's kind of off to the side in the negative space of a shot, but this one's just, like, really bold and just filling the whole screen. And there's a lot of, there actually aren't a lot of um, shots in this, I feel, relatively for a trailer. I feel like there's a lot of repeated shots, like there's this puppet show, um, and there's a lot of like jump cuts, like you see Dev Patel and suddenly his, his head's on fire. <laughs> I think that um, it just has a lot of very striking images that they can really milk for all their worth. Um, and then there's also some very... Um, 
uh, powerful sound design here, which it's just, it's very like metallic and you thinking about like, I don't know, axes and swords, that sort of thing. And it's it's very, very moody. There's, I don't know how to describe the, the sound right now, but just, it leaves you with this real atmosphere and you really don't know what's going on, which I mean, it's a teaser trailer, so that makes sense. But it just feels like, like every single thing in here is very, very potent. So nothing feels very throwaway to me. Um, what do you think about this trailer? Yeah, I think you can talk about that as a very kind of A24 trailer because it is doing things that other trailers for A24 films are doing. It's funny you mentioned that um, someone was on fire because actually there's a quote underneath, uh, I think, the trailer for the film Skin. Uh, and there's a YouTube comment that says, someone's on fire. Yep, it's an A24 movie. <laughs> I guess hereditary. But yeah, uh, hereditary, people on fire, midsummer, uh, people on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting what they're doing with the text, um, and it is something I haven't really seen before. Um, but even though that's different, it does feel within the house style of A24. Um, and I think that's because they have a clear aesthetic for these movies. Um, but this trailer I really liked, um, and what I really liked, and it's something that you see in a lot of these trailers as well, is the uh, interesting sound design. So in this, you've got the ticking of the wheel of the puppet show as it goes, and it's this like hammering away at a stone sound um, that really cuts through and is distinctive and is something unique that you haven't really heard in trailers before. We all fear, but fear can be a gift. And as that wheel goes round, some of the cards start rotating with it and some of the shots do as well. And the cards do different things. There's that shot where it's rotating as the wheel is. Someone pushes through a door and there's a card there that's kind of in situ. And for the sound design as well, you've got drones and things. And basically it creates this atmosphere for the trailer that feels like they're not trying to make it commercial necessarily, trying to appeal to everyone and tell a really coherent story they're taking the mood of the film and representing it with a creepy mood of a trailer and giving you the imagery and unsettling atmosphere there's a trailer that they released recently for a film called first cow <laughs> um and someone commented on that one um me when literally any other studio produces a movie called first cow well, that will be shit. Me when A24 releases a film called First Cow. Brilliant, unstoppable, the human condition, my aura cried. <laughs> and they've really done it. It may have been initially a risky strategy, but they've created this corner of the market with these art house films where you have a film like The Green Knight and you don't have to lay out a ton of plot and people are still intrigued. And in The Green Knight, you have you have a sense that he's going to do something. You have the the line where you know I haven't done anything. We haven't done anything yet. Tell me a tale of yourself, so that I might know thee. I have none to tell. Yet you have none to tell yet. And even the copy. It explains the plot, but somehow I didn't really take it in because I was still absorbed in the mood, which I think is absolutely okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I have similar sort of thoughts. Um, I, I have a hard time nailing down what it means to, like, what is an A24 movie? But, you know, definitely the more arty sort of art house sort of thing. Except the thing is that I think 
because A24, a, a lot of their movies are very genre, um, whereas I feel like a lot of art house films, or you think of like a stereotypical art house film, you probably picture a few people talking to each other about their problems in a room or something like that, something like incredibly low budget, which I mean, I'm sure a lot of these are very low budget too, but uh, some of them are like horror or thriller and the sort of things that do lend themselves to a trailer, which can be very mood heavy, um, like The Witch or something like that. Uh, or midsummer, like very unsettling. Which, not to say that they're all like that, but there are just there are a lot of them, and they're doing interesting things. And because something like a genre film is so reliant on tone, it makes sense that the trailers would do that too. And a lot of times, genre films, you pretty much just need to know the basic premise, and then everything else uh, is just either abstract imagery. And things where you're sort of trying to connect the dots from looking at it, but you really can't. But it doesn't feel unsatisfying because I think a lot of times when I critique some trailers, especially in games, I say like, oh, it feels like a mishmash of random things. But here, I think because it's all united by this tone and the sound design, it works. And I finish watching, I'm like, I don't know anything, but I want to watch it. Yeah, I think in an era of everyone accusing trailer editors of showing too much, um, the restraint that you see in A24 trailers goes over really well. And every YouTube comment that isn't talking about people on fire is saying, this is how you do a trailer. Um, I'm intrigued and I want to see more. And maybe that wasn't the strategy when they started out, but they've really got to a point now where the brand is so strong that they can they can do that and people appreciate it. Some other things in The Green Knight that... Um, that spoke to me about A24 trailers in general. There's a lot of match cuts, um, which is something that happens in Hereditary and Midsummer and their trailers. Here you've got the shot of Dev Patel lying in a forest and then it match cuts to a body in a similar position, but it's a, a skeleton. Um, also, uh, you know, things taking time, really nailing that mood, repetition, a lot of repetition, repetition in sound design here. You've got the ticking wheel, um, repetition in dialogue the cumulative effect of sound design and dialogue as it builds and builds and repeats and a lot of really strong moments as well and i noticed this in a lot of a24 trailers moments that really stick with you um in this one the guy's head going on fire the ticking of the will which we've mentioned um the beheading of a puppet which is in theory should be a minor moment but it has huge impact here just because of the work that's gone in to build to that moment and the design the subtle but effective sound design of that moment Do not waste this. Yeah, and interesting thing about the sound design that I've noticed is that uh, I feel like these trailers, even though they do have certainly sound design in a lot of parts, um, it doesn't feel as in your face aggressive as some like blockbuster movie trailers like you know michael bay movie or something like that where every single motion a person moves has a whoosh and a a hit coming and a rise um it feels more musical in a lot of cases it just doesn't draw its attention to itself as much i feel as a lot of just like a very aggressive movie trailer sound design it it works with the music uh, a little bit more and doesn't draw quite as much attention to itself so it does feel more like 
like an accent on something rather than like you know just completely almost cartoonish like a like a reality show like hell's kitchen where just everything has a sound every cut every camera movement um that's another thing that i feel like i noticed in a lot of these a24 trailers yeah i actually watched the trailer for waves again um i actually noticed in that um when the title came up i was expecting a low boom on the title (laughs) um just because that's something that gets done a lot and actually the absence of that i found really strong that it was just letting the visuals and the song the amazing frank ocean remix that they've got on there do the work and it didn't need this extra level i mean maybe there was something in there and it was really subtle and you could hear it in a theater um but on the internet i didn't really hear it and um i really appreciated that it was breaking the conventions all we have is now all we have is now There's a bit in the trailer for Kill Team where there's an explosion, but you don't get a big explosion sound design. It's the absence of that sound design and a suck back or something that makes the moment more impactful because you don't get what you're expecting. Gentlemen, whoever's making these has an answer for the deaths of 24 American soldiers in the past 12 months. And every day we don't find them is another day an American soldier could come home in pieces. Yeah, I think it. a lot of them, I mean, they sort of feel like their trailers made for trailer editors in some ways because it is playing against a lot of those things where like, yep, well, start a sequence, put a boom here, put the logo here, that sort of thing. It's like, no, wait, what if we don't do that? <laughs> what if we try something different and just see what happens? Yeah, and you have a studio that embraces that as well. They keep just making quality movies with interesting directors and visuals and storytelling and pushing boundaries then you know you'll end up in a situation where people will watch a movie called first cow (laughs) and people will love the trailer for first cow even though it's full three and mad and uh, i have to give credit there to uh, the trader agencies who do work on um, a24 films i know uh, a lot of work gets done by grandson and there's one guy at av squad who did the trailer for the green knight and also hereditary and midsummer and green room and saint maud so he definitely has tapped into that aesthetic that a24 has i mean other people at av squad are probably working on it as well but he definitely has a main line to the heart of these movies yeah and something else that i noticed is there's not a lot but just of like text like quotes and stuff which usually whenever i see quotes in trailers a lot of times i i feel like oh they're they're sort of padding out the time a little bit or maybe they realize that the audience isn't quite getting stuff from the scenes they're showing so they need to show uh kind of they need to like short up a little bit by adding some quotes but usually the quotes add to the trailers in a way that i just it seems atypical you know quotes can be an opportunity to inform the audience a little bit about what they're seeing in a way that isn't just sort of directly from the 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 mouth or the the camera of the filmmakers um but even here in a lot of these movies the quotes just emphasize this is something that you don't typically see. <laughs> but some reason it, it works better. Yeah, there's a trailer for In Fabric. Mm-hmm. It's a strange kind of Argento-y trailer um, with strange visuals and music. Mm-hmm. 
stretches on a horizon. I'm just looking, thank you. The hesitation in your voice, soon to be an echo in the recesses of the spheres of retail. The dress is your image, onto what you project through an illusion. I'm just going on a date. I don't normally wear this kind of thing. Be bold. Your date will compliment you. And about halfway through, a review comes in. A wonderfully weird movie about a killer dress. <laughs> and you're like, thank you for that review. And thank you for being the kind of film studio trailer where I can put a review in the middle that explains that. Because frankly, the storytelling required to get to the point of a dress that's on a killer rampage would mean quite a lot of heavy lifting that wouldn't necessarily lend itself to an A24 type trailer. You know, if that had been copy you know, in a time when dresses can kill, uh, it would have probably been less successful. But a review gives it that weight. So you don't have to do the 20 lines of dialogue that you would have had to do to get to it's a killer dress and you can just revel in the visuals and the craziness and let a review with good accreditation do the work for you right i guess it does add an air of legitimacy to it um like one example i'm thinking about which i don't remember if it had text but um i remember seeing the trailer for a ghost story in theaters which i haven't seen the movie but uh it's it's if you look at the thumbnail for it on youtube you see a person who's clearly just wearing like a bed sheet with holes cut out of it and it looks like something that could easily be like haha this is gonna be a silly thing it's a ghost story but it's clearly you know low budget and they have a person underneath a sheet but like probably with the the right editing and the tone and maybe a quote or two they'd be like okay no this is this is something to take seriously that in like a different context might not. <laughs> yeah, and they do horror, you know, Hereditary, Midsummer, The Witch, it comes at night. Um, they do drama, Waves, Moonlight, a ghost story, like you say. And also kind of artier comedies as well. You've got The Disaster Artist, Under the Silver Lake. Yeah. And going into this, I just uh, you know started watching a playlist on YouTube of A24 trailers starting at the beginning, basically. Uh, and I, I admit I was going in just looking for evidence of things that I already assumed about A24 trailers. But one thing that m sort of confirmed to me that there's just something about some of these trailers was um, when I watched the trailers for uh, Laggies. It's like this Kira Knightley romantic comedy i guess and the thing about that trailer was that it was just very very conventional like plot oriented and they sort of had the same sort of beats that you'd expect from that type of genre of film and um you know you, you know the whole story by the end of it and the, there's you know little character moments and that was just that one just stood out so much in while i was watching just because i'm like okay this is not what people are thinking of when they say A24 trailer. Um, yeah, um, in the Kill Team uh, trailer that I was talking about earlier, um, it's pretty conventional structurally and graphically, musically. So maybe what they're doing here is kind of representing the film and maybe that was a more conventional thriller and something like Hereditary is is unconventional. For that Kira Knightley film, uh, you know, dressing it up like Hereditary or Midsummer isn't necessarily going to work, so... When we talk about A24 trailers, we're talking about more the films that A24 is greenlighting than a particular house style. Right, yeah. I mean, that's one thing I was thinking about through all this is like, do you think when A24 started and they approached trailer houses, they had any ideas like, oh, we want to play against type or did someone, it seems like a chicken and the egg sort of situation. Because um, at this point, I feel like if you're, if I was assigned to cut an A24 trailer, I'd be like, okay, I got to 
got to fit the, the quote style, whatever it is. Um, there was another comment under an A24 trailer where he says, um, you know, it's a good trailer when I know absolutely nothing about the plot and yet I'm still desperate to see it. And that speaks to what you were saying earlier, that you get this mood and you buy in, even though you don't necessarily get the whole meal in terms of plot. Yeah. And also these aren't short trailers by any means. Like a lot of them are just full two and a half minute trailers. And yet they're still telling about as much story as maybe uh, like a short teaser trailer. Um, I was trying to deconstruct a little bit of like the dialogue choices and see like, how are they doing this? Like they're spending this much time on the trailer and they're only telling this amount of story yet. It doesn't feel random and I'm not unsatisfied. So what, what are they doing? What's their secret? And I think a lot of it is just focusing on like the really simple part of the premise and then just a lot of sort of character building and character situations uh, that I, my brain just tries to piece together, but it's like it's enough to feel like I'm seeing something of the bones of the story, but I'm just maybe it's just maybe just if you just take out the plot, maybe that's just it. Like, you know, this happened and this happened. And if this happens and this is going to happen, maybe that's the secret. I don't know. You have any thoughts about that? I mean, we've talked before. It's kind of like we talked about with The Invisible Man. I think for you, the more successful trailer for The Invisible Man was the one that focused on moments and character than the plot particularly. And that maybe that's the case here. I mean, you look at something like Hereditary, it feels substantial story-wise, uh, I mean, it's not something like The Green Knight where you have barely anything plot-wise. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's Grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you're a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. You do leap into story, but it is a more character, piece, tonal mood. And, you know, with Hereditary, it's not something that goes near the spoilers, as we've said before. Midsummer is quite a linear story, but it's all in this creepy, unsettling tone but it's plot and character working simultaneously. And maybe it is more of painting an abstract picture that you hear things and you have story through lines that you feel like you're getting a lot of story, but actually it is more thematic. And it works really well. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Dude, she needs a therapist. You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now. And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you'll meet in June. Okay, guys. That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Danny. Was there an A24 trailer that you'd previously thought of as great, you know, outside of the studio, just just as a trailer on its own? Well, when I was watching, going through the, the playlist, uh, I didn't realize, first of all, some movies that I'd already seen were A24 movies, like Under the Skin is one, which um, that trailer didn't necessarily stand out amongst the other ones, but that's just when that one popped up, like, oh, of course, this is an A24 movie. <laughs> um, I really like the, the Swiss Army Man trailer which that feels like a very A24 movie, like weird and unconventional. Yeah, well, that's actually really representative of that other vein of A24 trailers. As well as your hereditary in Midsummer, The Green Knight, you do have your 
the disaster artist mid 90s and yet you can still look at mid 90s or moonlight or waves and any still could be a poster and you do recognize the aesthetic as we talked about of a24 yeah and i think the other thing is that probably just because their reputation they end up having a lot of celebrities like big name celebrities in these movies but like doing things that you wouldn't see them doing in in anything else that you've seen them do so it's 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 a weird thing where it's like it it sort of feels indie but it's you know it's also big because you have these actors that you've you know about like daniel radcliffe and uh, I don't know, Kira Knightley and... Or Adam Sandler, of course, uh, in um, Uncut Gems. And that's the perfect A24 pairing of big star who's an unconventional choice and art house directors in the Safdie brothers with this intense, stressful filmic experience. But yeah, it is interesting. I mean, you've got big studios, you've got Warner Brothers, Netflix, Amazon, all making a broad spectrum of films that have to appeal to different quadrants. And A24 are definitely within a specific lane. So if you'd been given an A24 film, um, what would you do with it other than say, why are you giving this to me? I'm an independent games trailer editor. Um, If I were assigned an A24 movie to make a trailer for... Um, I feel like I would spend more time finding just really unique imagery and then just lean a lot heavier on that. Um, I would find dialogue, which is not plot specific, and I would try to find or develop some sort of tone or some sort of audio, not mo- motif, because I feel like even in like blockbuster trailers, like the this whole sound design uh, motif of like one thing repeating through the whole trailer is has become really sort of blockbusterized uh, after becoming popular with something like a serious man. But I would just feel like I would have all these really big shoes to fill. So I would try to just throw out all the things that I normally do. And yeah, I, I just I feel like I would just feel all the pressure to just come up with something unconventional, which I mean, if someone were to give me the creative direction like Derek you need to think outside of the box for this one so after you know finding interesting visuals and thinking about the sound and you know playing with the music then I guess I would just try experimenting and um, see if there's something that I can discover I mean that's that's the only thing I could do try something and see if it works basically Um, and probably if I found myself falling into my old habits then I would probably think myself okay how can we do this without that sound design that I always use? Or how can I transition from this story thing to the the next without using, I don't know, a cut to black? <laughs> yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. Do something unconventional, which is what A24 are doing, and uh, have the conviction to embrace that and go with it. All right, and so that's our episode about A24 trailers. As always, you can contact us at cutdown at idlethumbs.net. You can send us your questions, or if you have your own thoughts about A24 trailers, some of your favorites, that sort of thing. We're on Twitter at cutdowncast, and I am at Derek underscore Lou. And I'm at Rick Thomas. We're part of the Idle Thumbs Network. And as always, we want to give a thank you to our friends at Twisted Jukebox for our intro music. Thanks for listening. All right, bye. We just need to acclimate. I don't want to acclimate. I want to go. Absolutely not. What's happening? I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now, because you know. We only do this every 90 years. 
most excited for you to come.